Today is our 50th episode special. Congratulations to us. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we, we decided to take a break from uh, late Studio Ghibli and kind of just... We're, 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 we we kind of decided to... Call After Goro, you know. Like, yeah, go, Goro, Goro put the... Uh, he, we're he, coming he, back to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, we have to take a break from Studio Ghibli, yeah. Um, but... Well, we're uh, we're basically gonna we're we we're, we're doing a thing we might come back to uh, every once in a while like maybe like for these like milestones I, uh, we haven't really decided yet but uh, we decided to call them like uh, what, what did you say we should call them? I always forget what uh, uh, checkpoint check checkpoint picks basically that way we can just come back to this kind of idea yeah basically we it's kind of like a riff on our like first episode where we use the Oscar categories and uh, we basically just like. Uh, they can be just be things like different categories we want. Uh, we we set different categories and then we just like say movies in those categories that we want to talk about, and they don't have to be like specifically like a specific genre, but it can be like can be a, a certain like, aspect. Well, of honestly, it. what I kind of like about this is this is kind of just in its summation like a reason why to like movies. There's not one reason, you know. There's basically you can invent so many different categories of yes. why, and then you can based on that think of so many different movies, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And this is just one. That's why I want to come back to this, you know, every yeah. now and then. So. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll want to introduce my co-host, oh, yeah, Blake. Yeah. What's up? And Danny. Hello. And yeah, um, I guess just get started. Let's get started. Yeah. Um, the first one we're gonna go with is a pretty short one. I, I best line in okay. a movie, just like a certain line. I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say best before each of them, like Oscar, like Oscars, but a line in a movie that you love that's like stuck with you, and so okay. So I think we should go like each person goes first a different person okay you know what i mean so, so i'll go first this time i guess okay okay and then blake would go first next time and you'll go first okay that's not kind of thing we'll just go like that all right so if we can keep track we'll see yeah. but i i think i can keep track yeah. i think okay, i can keep track yeah. all right so uh honestly i think this is a good way to kind of just start the episode too because it's like and part of the reason why i wanted to call it checkpoint too because i think at least for me anyway i'm going to treat it more of just like Movies I've just been thinking about lately since last yes. time we do it, or something. just movies yeah, that I, you like, haven't talked about. It's not necessarily like only new movies because no, I've, yeah. I've been rewatching a lot more recently. So, yes. um, you know, just movies I've been on my mind. So, uh, this is from an Autumn Tale, Eric Romer's movie, and uh, the quote is: "There's lots of ways to waste time. This one's no sillier than any other. It's a little game that amused me, even though it's a bit dangerous." And it's like, Love. honestly, I think because like Romer to me is. He's, like, a very novelistic filmmaker. Yes. You know, like, a lot of long conversation. Just, like, kind of just, like, you're getting in that world really well. Like, and, uh, but he's kind of, at least to me, he's kind of saying that's what films are, too. Like, that's kind of why, at least in my mind, that's why I watch films, you know? Like, yeah. people could say, like, you're wasting time watching old movies. And to a certain degree, I am. But it's, like, would I rather watch that or just most TV shows that people watch or, like, video games? It's, like, that's the thing. It's, like, no, it's, like, no sillier than any other, yes. basically. Yeah. And, but there's also a lot of special reasons, like, what we're going to talk about is why I do watch them, so... Yes. But yeah, that's why I love that. I, I think Roman knew that, too. Oh, for sure. And a lot of the movies are like oh, that, too. They're some, not overly serious. Yes, he does. So, oh, yeah, does. Oh, he does. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's certain directors who are just, like, quote machines. Like, Chris, oh, yeah. Chris Marker's yeah. like <laughs> that. <laughs> that's a good way. Quote machines. Orson Welles. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, honestly. Yes. Like, it's more the SAS... Like, SAS-tic. Yeah. SAS-tic filmmakers. Like, there's just so much potential. Like, I... Yeah, but... What about you, Blake? 
So mine is actually from Gregor Rocky's movie, Totally Fucked Up. Wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> it's, uh, okay, okay. it's from a character named Andy, and it's all I really want is to be happy for like one second. Be able to look around and not just see shit and say, hey, it's a beautiful day. I want to enjoy life while I'm still young enough to appreciate it. That's what it's all about, right? And Totally Damn. Fucked Up is about six kids that basically got kicked out of their parents' houses in L.A. And, like, basically whenever all, like, the AIDS or epidemics happening and all that shit. Damn. So, that quote is literally... And I don't want to spoil anything about the movie, so I'm not going to. But the quote is the best quote for a reason in that movie. And it stuck with me because of how the movie ends. It's so, uh. And we're going to do Gregor Rocky eventually because I love Gregor Rocky. I mean, but. I was kind of thinking about him recently because, like, I haven't seen any of his movies, but I yeah. did see, like, he was on some critic polls um, mm. on, in the Science Sound and stuff. Oh, okay. I saw yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. And well well, so, well like, deserved, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, his movies yeah. are interesting. Um, yeah, mine's uh, not going to be as philosophical or whatever as y'all's, probably. Like, I'm not saying y'all's are, like, super philosophical, no. but, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, but yeah, sorry, mine's more of, like, kind of a funny one. But it's so, well, typically, I had, like, five quotes written down for one movie. And okay. that, that movie is Efferfig, directed by Orson Welles. I guess Wells. Course, Oh, course. dude. What, okay, so when Luke got here today, I said, is it going to be Efferfig? Uh, of what yours is from? And you kind of just laughed. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the one I've decided to go with is, so let me set the scene for this quote, because it's, it's important. Okay. Uh, so Orson Welles is talking about the uh, him uh, his career and how he basically faked his way to becoming a film director. Mm-hmm. And he was specifically talking about his... Uh, his broadcast of the World of the Worlds broadcast, the uh, famous radio broadcast he did where people actually thought uh, the world was ending when it was really just a radio play. And him talking about that, he, he has probably the most baller-ass line I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> he said, Somebody down in South America did an imitation of the broadcast and he ended up in prison. So I shouldn't complain, I guess. I didn't go to jail. I went to Hollywood. <laughs> I went to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a great line. That's a great no, that's line. That's a great line. Yeah. Right, it speaks for itself. And but... maybe as a hint for a future series? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, 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 there's a few hints to there's yeah, a okay. few. You just don't know yet either. Yeah, so I, I kind of put a few of those directors I'm thinking yeah, of. But, I mean, I there's like four others I could name too from it. Honestly, but... favorite line is one we could probably come back to a yeah, lot. Yeah. Just, oh, I yeah. mean, obviously, there's so many like we have to say. Yeah, there, 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 there's so many lines that are fake. I could name a bunch. But, yeah. Anyway, so next one we have. His best score, or just score. Best I, score I, I need, or best I need song. Score. Which one first? Score. I'll say score first. I should stop saying best. I keep telling myself, don't yes. say best. Say but, yeah. Just unless score. Just score. Unless you want it to be best, I guess. But. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It is favorite. It's, it's my favorite score. Yeah, favorite score. score. Wait, wait, and also, we should mention that for some categories, we kind of did our own. Uh, Criteria in a just way, a, yeah. If you do have something specific, just please mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, like, like score. That's an important part. So, this one might—it's not even a cheat, but this movie is just all music, and the reason why I love it is because of the music and it's through pod. <laughs> Oh, okay, good, good. Calls. I thought you were going to steal mine uh, for a second. I got oh, really okay, nervous because yeah, you'll, you'll understand why. But, okay, yeah, okay, that's a really good pick. No, that yeah, was I was honestly, I was debating between this one and Mind of Clay because both okay. those movies use the yes. exact same. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, they use, they use the sitar perfectly. Like, I, I, like, it's it's just such beautiful music and it works for Monty Call because he's such a poetic filmmaker, honestly. Oh yeah. And Thrupa is literally about the music and why this music existed and like the different type of ragas that that these music that these like uh, great musicians would play during specific types of times of day for the for the uh, the emperor or whatever or the king and um, how they literally just had like lineages of just musicians that's one reason yes. why they were so amazing because they were literally born and raised to do this yep. it's, it's also kind of it's kind of like creepy sometimes whenever you actually think about stuff like that oh, but 
but the music behind it is the reason why it's amazing. Like, it's basically just playing this music the entire time, yeah. and I loved it yeah. so much. Okay, okay. It's a good pick. I just realized we, we need to start, like, making letterbox lists of all our, like, drafts and stuff, and, like, lists like this, because, like... Honestly, we should create a floating through film, like, playlist. Or Letterbox, just Letterbox. No, but uh, for music though. Okay, okay. music. Okay, yes, yes. But like, but, uh, like even for like, you... like, create like a Letterbox list of like. Oh, okay. Certain yes. episodes, that yes. movies we mentioned. Honestly, yeah, we'll have to keep track yeah, of our yeah, picks. Yeah. And, yeah, put it on the list. Yeah, just, I just thought of that. That's a good uh, idea. Yes, but because yes. um, no, it's I, on tape too, so we can't forget. It's on tape. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because yeah, I, I have no idea what movie you said to be honest. So I'm like, what, what movie? Drupad. Money calls. It's spelled D H R U P. AD. By the way, that's yeah. it. If you wanted to find a layer box, start okay. like that. Because whenever Dave first told me that, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just okay. look at Money Column. Yeah, just uh, look at Money Column. Yeah, okay. yeah, You'll yeah, find yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Good enough. But, okay. So my favorite And it's sport. on YouTube, too. Important. Yes. Okay. It's very important. Only 50 yeah. minutes as well. Damn. Also okay. important. You're convincing me. You're convincing me. No, it's like uh, 70, I think. I think I thought it was 50. But Wait, no, no, it's check, check, check. It feels hey, 70, short. 70, 70, it's 70 feature. also I'm pretty sure it's feature length, so... I mean, 50 minutes is technically a feature. Yeah, 40 sure. minutes is the minimum, I think, technically. Like, oh, it is 72. Let's go. 72, even better, yes, even yes, better, yes, honestly. Yes, yes. Even more music. Uh, <laughs> even more music time. Oh, dude, it's not about the time, though. It's literally about the music, you know? It's like... Because that's... One of the great things about that movie, though, is... Most of the way people listen to music now is just short songs. Yes. You know, and it's like not even an album or something. It's just like random songs. And that's yes. not a bad thing. It's just a different experience. Like, and that's what he's trying to create. He's trying to take you back to the how people back in the day would listen yes. to music, at least in these kingly courts and stuff. And yes. what this music was kind of designed to do, you know? Like just, literally designing ragas for specific times of day. Yes. It's and ridiculous. to get you to like kind of moods almost based. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Like, even like the way it, it echoes in the, the building and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh,. It's it's a oh, it's an amazing movie. It's, it's fantastic. Really yes, I mean, I need to watch it too, honestly. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, so I'm terrible at describing what I liked about the music score. <laughs> so I kind of want good. I kind of want Danny to put as one of the songs on the episode, but I know we're we gonna might, debate that probably after. Yeah, maybe. which I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys the score, and you guys are gonna understand okay. why I want it. favorite score of mine kind of it's it's for a few months now uh it's for it's the score for the conformist okay i actually realized that you should look up what the composer's name is because i need to credit him for this uh and so the conformist is a bernardo bertolucci movie about uh, a fascist guy who's kind of he's kind of uh how should i say this he's kind of a wimp in a way he's like he's kind of lame but like uh he's basically it shows basically movies showing him basically he's only becoming a fascist basically to fit in to gain approval and the thing about this movie is, is you hear that and it's like he's and he's a uh, part of the movie he's, he's going to assassinate uh an old professor of his that was like uh that's like a capitalist or whatever or anti-fascist and so it's kind of like a political thriller but then in the movie it the cinematog like the cinematography and the music is just absolutely amazing 
And the score, uh, composed by... Oh, Jorge De La Rue, who did the Jules and James score. And oh, okay. He did, like, yeah. Contempt. Okay, uh, Godard's like Contempt, yeah. Oh, yes. But, um... Again, I, I don't know how to explain this, how good the score is. It's hard to explain it. That's the thing. Dude, it's, it's just music. You just can't okay, put in words. Here's one That's thing why it's music. Here's, here's one thing about it, though. As soon as I finished the movie, I didn't love it, but I could not stop thinking of the score. Like, it's that good. It sticks with you, which is a, a, a sign of a really good score. I mean, hopefully all, all three of our... Uh, hopefully, we're picking a good yes. score. Like that. But yeah, um, it's so good. And I'm, I'm going to have to fight for my life to get Dan to play this. But, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try my hardest, you know? Uh, Okay, but mine is honestly, I mean, because that's the thing, I, you can say that about mine too, and I think Blake will agree, is, uh, mine is a Countess from Hong Kong. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, dude, it's a, it's an amazing yeah. score, and like, even if, I understand movie. people don't like uh, the movie as much, I, I still like it. Good. It's just a, it's like a, it's a, it's a fun movie too, it's, it's a, it's, it's a it's private movie. life of a cat. Yeah, no, it's it's a oh, okay, so oh, my god. Like, um, because no. people do say that it's their favorite on certain days, like, I can see it. It's like, it's, it's a fun movie, because... It's kind of a self-aware movie, you know. It's an old chap. He's not even in it most of the time, but there are like a well, lot of gags, like his son it. is doing, like Sidney yeah. Chaplin's doing a lot of his gags and stuff. But music-wise, though, in a way, it's still like it's pr- the music is why it's proof that it's really Chaplin, though, because like all of his movies yes. have a musical quality to them. Yes, you know. But this is like basically this movie is just all music. You know, even the characters are just like part of the score, basically. You know, yes. it's like he really made this movie just so he can make a fucking score for it. You know, and. Uh, like, and just seeing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of him, like, just how excited he was to work with the live orchestra and everything, and, like, it's just a great score, too, but, yeah. and honestly, just the fact that Chaplin was just a musical genius, too, was just, uh, just another great aspect of him, so, yeah, Captain from Hong Kong. That's why I was scared you were going to take that, but. No, I would have chosen Limelight if it was a Chaplin. Limelight, I thought about Limelight, but... I just like Captain from Hong Kong, because yeah. it's more just, it is purely about the score, why it's, yes, it why it's still, I still love it for the most part, yeah. I rewatched. I just limelight, dude. Because limelight, like, so it's so much. Dude, dude, the, part, score, the score, the score, score makes yeah. me fucking cry in limelight like oh, every time, dude. Like, especially oh when God. I hear it now, because you yes. think about everything that happens. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I rewatched it this week, and now, now yeah. it's my second favorite Chaplin. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, that's the thing. Okay. Every time I watch a Chaplin, hey, why is this one? I, this nah. one should probably should be my favorite. You <laughs> this know? one should be the my circus favorite. is now my number three favorite Chaplin. Uh, City Lights is number one now, which is like completely different from like my modern times though. City Lights, modern times number four. Okay. See, I, I'm not gonna argue with the whatever because yeah, they're all great. Movies. Yeah, they're all great. City Lights yeah. is like one of the most perfect, and they're all different kind of genres too. Like it's basically that's why yeah. I like they're a little. I just, I, I'm so mad at myself. I didn't love it when we did the podcast episode on it. Like, <laughs> like it annoys you me. Still so. liked. I think you came around to more by the end. Yeah, I, I like. I still liked it, but like there was something in me that was like, why don't I love this more? And then I, re- I rewatched that's, it. That's last, what a rewatch can do. That's what a can do. Out of body experience, but okay, we all good ones. Next one is best song, which is kind of similar to the score, except basically we, we kind of thought of this as like a song being like you speak words in the song. I'm not a music I'm not a music guy really. Like with music terms, is, is that simply what a song means? Or sure. Like, no, it's okay. not specifically what a song means. But <laughs> That's what we mean. That's what. But so, yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's specifically at least in this one like a musical number in a movie. Basically. Okay, that's a good way to say. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm you, starting. I'm you. starting. Um, yes, sir. So mine's from a movie. Has become a recent favorite of mine this year, um, and uh, none of you guys have seen it, so I, I'm not gonna. I can't give away too much about it because a lot of why I love it is its place in the movie. It's Nashville, uh, the performance of "I'm Easy" by God. I forgot what the guy's name is. Uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Uh, it's "I'm Easy," performed by Keith Carradine. Um, and so, without getting too much into it, basically, this 
his performance in the song. It's not just the song in the movie too. It's what's what Robert Altman's doing with the camera during the scene. Perfectly like uh, uh, completes like three four. Uh, hold on, three different character storylines perfectly. Okay. He he, he perfectly ends their like basically their character uh, journeys three uh, three of them like really well. It's it's such a good moment in the movie. I can't I can't say why because it's, it's, it's so good though. Oh man, I, I need to force you guys to watch Nashville, which I, I know you probably will. My, you, okay. you're saying you've been watching some Altman, you know? So. Yes, yes. And I started. I watched my first Altman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Yeah, I'll watch those. I, I I've been getting really good at Altman recently. So no, I, I'm, possible I'm, next series maybe. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of considering a lot of hints so. today for me. So <laughs> uh, okay, so my next one or my my favorite song is. Is a movie you watched recently? Um, it's in Four Nights of a Dreamer. Yes, it's yes. the it's the song of the boat. I thought about put, and, I thought about putting that one. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm glad you did. Okay, well, I have a backup too, but on YouTube anyway. Because dude, the only reason I know I found the song is on YouTube. Wait, what is um, it? What's called? It's apparently by a person called Batuki, and then it says Porto Seguro. Um, Taking a picture. I haven't it. heard of the band or anything like. But anyway, it's just like. This is part of Brisson's, like, whole thing, and why he's so good at music is partly, like, one of his, like, basically his theories was, or one of his rules, anyway, was basically to never use uh, non-diegetic music, basically. Never to use non-diegetic music. So only to use music that's in the scene itself. Yes. So he only wanted to feel music to feel realistic. So basically his movies don't have music for most of the time. <laughs> but so when, they, when the music does show up, you really notice it. Yes. And so, like, in this scene, Four Nights of a Dreamer, like, it's about, like, kind of like a young, uh, will-they-won't-they they couple. Disillusioned because, yes, romance, Yeah, yeah disillusioned romance, because, like, she has just lost her boyfriend, and, like, he's kind of, like, stepping up, you know, but... Yes. Uh, stepping up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you can yeah, say, like, yes, you know, yes, but, yes. like, it, it's... You can you can interpret Brisson's movies in a bunch of different ways, because the characters, yes. you know, never... Are oh, always, yeah. You, you, know, have, you like, have to project Exactly, yes. Yeah, so you have to project, yes. Yeah, so, um, but... Uh, this, but the when his music does hit, and this is probably one of his best moments, is like they're kind of like on the on this bridge, yes. and all of a sudden you see this boat underneath with like kind of just like a Brazilian band, like uh, yeah, like group. Brazilian group or maybe Portuguese or something, so, yeah, like, something like um, that. But the uh, what's that called? Like a, a Riviera or something? Um, it's like uh, just like a river that's go uh, and the boat's traveling under the bridge where they where they hang out basically, and then uh, but they stop. And they go and look over the edge just to listen to the band that's playing under the river for this crowd. And you listen to the whole song slowly as the as the boat goes under the bridge and stuff. And they just watch it the whole time, yeah. the whole song. It's yeah. like three minutes, yeah. and it just takes its time, you know, to show the whole song one shot basically. Yeah. And, and then, then you watch the boat yeah. go off in the distance, and then that it just ends. Like you and know, they they don't talk about it really. Don't, don't they, doesn't he say there's a thousand possibilities? Yeah. Well, yes, yes. That's the because okay. um, after that she cries in his on his shoulder. And she says something like, because she's still thinking about her former lover. And uh, then he goes, there's still a thousand possibilities. And she goes, oh, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. That's a, and, great, that's a great line. We have to keep that in mind. No, it's, and it's, <laughs> it, that's, that's one of her songs. Like, and I'm, this is another theme for me. I'm going to maybe probably pick him in the future soon. So uh, yeah. that's one of his central themes of his movies is the whole like idea of just the world is infinite, basically. You know, there's still a thousand possibilities. And like that moment, and the, he has little moments like that where like you're never expecting that. And while the, the way the whole movie's going, you're never expecting them just to all of a sudden start listening yeah. to the music for three three minutes. Yeah. While there's there's multiple musical interludes in the movie too. Like there are like there's like but like there's like a couple hippie ones and yes. stuff. Like yeah, no, 
That's why the, the music stands out in his movies because he doesn't yeah. uh, use it that much, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my song. What about you, Blake? Uh, so mine, I've talked about this movie before, but I needed to have this one in the song category, and it's from Loctodrum. Um, and it's, I don't know the song name, sadly, obviously, but it's just the scene where, I know Danny's seen this, but there's, it's a scene in Hungary, and we just see this kid, this little kid and his mom, and the mom is like very, she, you can tell like she's really sad. And the kid sees this band of music, or this like uh, music, like this this band of gypsies, like over over across the across a railroad track, and so he goes over there, and basically asks them like, "Will you play for my mom? I can pay you some money just to cheer her up because she's like basically having a really rough day." And then they just like look at him, and it's really good because like you, they show you like uh, the the director actually shows it from the child's perspective, like you're looking up at them basically, and. They're just laughing at him, and then they hand him his money back, and they go over there like while playing music to like cheer his mom up, and it's just it's just such an amazing scene. And the reason I love music because like that's what music can do. Like yes. it can change around a bad day, yes. yes, very easily if you like just hit on a right song or if someone or if something like that happens. Like oh, obviously your day would be changed. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just that's that's one of the reasons I love music, and that was why I had. It's a great day. scene. I, I, yeah. like, that's probably the scene. That, because I wasn't, I don't remember too much from the movie. I need to watch it again. But like that oh, scene yeah. really stands out to me. Like yeah. I'll never forget that. Like it's just also yeah, just filmed like, amazingly too. Because it's like, a very documentary movie. Yeah, so, so it's, like, it's a documentary. It feels sure. like a magical moment in a documentary, which just yeah. makes it feel more real. You know. So. Yeah. That's so good. So, <clears throat> next category we have is our cinematography category, and for this one we are starting with Mr. Danny Joshua over here. Daniel Joshua. Daniel Joshua. <laughs> So for this one, like, cinematography is, like, it's almost just, like, asking what's your best movie, because, like, you know, <laughs> uh, okay. film is cinema, Film is a visual medium. I'm not saying it's purely cinematography, <clears throat> but it's a it's a visual medium first. That's why it's, you know, not, it's yeah. different than all the, okay. all, most of the other arts, you know. Um, but I will, uh, that's why my pick, I wanted to kind of at least talk about something that I've at least been thinking about recently. That's is, kind of what I, what I did for my uh, like, yeah. But it's also a gorgeous movie, is... Uh, a Better Tomorrow. John Woo's. I haven't oh. seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen it? I thought no. Mike would have seen it. I haven't oh seen my gosh. One. But this is true with all of John Woo's movies, but this is probably my favorite that I've seen so far. Is uh, you don't When you think of action movies, you don't think of them as like almost like beautiful, you know? But John Woo's movies are like... I, oh, okay. yeah, for sure. No, John, John Woo's movies, movies are like, like gorgeous to look at. Yes. Like, he's using color like amazingly. He uses... Yes. Uh, but but at the same time he's using explosions, you know, the same yes. way you would like a like a painter would or something. Oh yeah. You know, and it's crazy. Like he's he he's he's the best at it. Like you get so used to those little like flashing like explosions that he has throughout his movies. Oh, yeah. But no, like in a better tomorrow, he's using color at least the best from what I've seen as well. And it just goes so well with like the it's kinda like a a brother gangster movie basically, you know. Um but yeah. Uh, you know the kind of dynamics between yeah. them and everything, but the cinematography wise, I really just want to talk about how beautiful he is as an action filmmaker. And you don't usually think of, at least I guess uh, maybe people that love action they will think of it like that. And well, know, there's a certain other action but... you haven't seen it. Yet. Exactly. You could, now you could... I don't know. <laughs> You're thinking about King Who. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I know. Um, but okay. Yeah. From what I've seen, but obviously there can be 
I would say that's not the first thing you think of, but like I literally, when I think of John Woo, it was I literally think of him like. I mean, uh, Ron's an action movie. Kage it Mish is, is yeah, but Kurosawa, it's a Kurosawa movie first. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a, when <laughs> people think of John Woo, they're not thinking of like gorgeous, you know, frames. Maybe that's on them. No, yeah, that's on them though. Exactly, dude. Like honestly, even have you seen Wind Talker or I haven't yeah, Wind seen Wind Oh yet. damn, no, yeah, I need to seen? watch that one. I've seen a Hard Boiled. Uh, that's hardboiled is amazing. No, uh, Face Off is amazing. too. It's so good, dude. It's a gorgeous movie. Have you seen Face Off? No. What? <laughs> you haven't seen Face Off? I haven't seen oh, Face okay. Off. Yet. You have to watch. No, it. I know, I know. You what told me this so many times. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, like again? Like, uh, yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. You're a John Woo fan. You haven't seen Face Off. Yeah. Nick Cage, John Travolta. No, Face is off. <laughs> face is off. <laughs> what more could you want, dude? No, but like, uh, I mean, I guess this kind of just uh, brings up my point. Though, I was like. His mo- his uh, stories are kind of crazy, you know. They're a lot of, like obviously yes. they're action oh, the same yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. but the way he frames them and everything is very detailed. Like you can tell, they're very storyboarded. Like very like uh, he's putting a lot of thought into every frame, basically. And that's yes. kind of what the dynamic of his movies. Because you would think action, it's a lot of fast moving cameras and stuff, but not no not for him really. It's like yeah, the only the only John Woo movie I've seen is uh, Mission Impossible Two, and I hated it. So oh, I, fuck I, you. I, what? What are you, you like talking about? Yes, I like that movie. Oh, my God. See, How I, can I you hate motorcycle jousting? Oh, okay, my God. Yes, that's, yeah. a, I mean, I, I, I don't see how I can hate a John Wayne movie. So it's, uh, yeah. I was also, it was, it was like four years, four years ago <laughs> when I watched this. So, like, I, I was, like, just getting into movies. Like, I was, like, just getting into movies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could do a 180 on it, but I hated it. So much. I hate it. Damn, that's a strong word. Yeah. That is a strong word. The wrong word. <laughs> the wrong, yeah. Hey, yeah. But, alright, Blake, what, what are you going to pick? Alright, so this is actually a hard one for me. Or just, I'm, I'm between two, and they're both amazing, and I really just need to flip a coin. But I think I'm going to choose Carbon's Innocent Love by Kinoshita. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was between this and Joan of Arc and Mongolia, and I feel like I've talked about that one more often. Yeah, so. you did recently. Um, and I, I know I've talked well, about Carbon's. Well, you've talked about this one, I've talked about yeah. Carbon's, too, but, like, not specifically the cinematography, but, like, whatever... There, I know on uh, the Letterboxd little synopsis thing or whatever, they say it's, like, filmed entirely in Dutch angles. It's, it's not, like you said, but it is mostly filmed in Close, Dutch angles. Yeah. And he does that for a specific reason... I don't know all the reasons, but in some scenes, I actually, like, some scenes you can, like, make your own interpretation. Like, I mean, basically every scene you can make your own yes, interpretation exactly, of why yes. he does it. There's never That's a the reason why the cinematography is amazing to yeah, me. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, and I still remember so many of this. Like, I still just remember so many scenes just opening up, like, just framed normally. And then yes. someone will start talking, and then, like, it'll just, like, he'll, yeah, like, sure twist yeah. it. He'll twist it completely, changing your perception, yeah. and trying to change your perception. Like, but, making you ask why, basically. Yeah. Like, well, but, but, like, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so but that's, you know, it's a good point, because, like, in every scene, you're always thinking about, okay, why did he move it there yeah. or something? But, like, one of my favorite parts about that one, too, is also, like, you can tell he's just having a lot of fun with the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, f- yeah. I think I saw a Letterboxd review or some review of it where, um, apparently he made Carmen's Come Home so we can make this movie. Yeah. But that one's remembered way more than this one is. Yeah, sadly. Oh, well, not sadly, but co- because that one was also in the running for cinematography, especially those those hilltop shots. Are oh, just yeah, insane. that one. That, that one's great but, too. But like, you could tell like he's having a lot of fun, but a lot of thought at the same time. Yeah. You know? But it is kind of just. Uh, it's it has serious things, but it's a lighthearted movie. Yes, uh, which yeah. I like, and the cinematography is a big part of that. Uh, like a very noticeable part of that too. Yes. Which is, just, you know, fun to watch. Like, I just thought of another scene, just whenever, I know you see it, but whenever, like, uh, the mom of this, of this house wakes up, 
And then she was like walking upstairs to see her daughter, and it's like this one's like framed normally at first, and then like two to like this guy runs out and like basically knocks her over, and the camera like kind of changes, it like goes like Dutch angle a little bit, and then like she's like looking like like all weird, and then another guy runs out, and then she like runs, she like looks at the, she's like what was she doing up there? And it's like her daughter lives in the house with her. And she looks at a the, the, the like custodian of the house, and she's like, "You're a disgrace to your country, basically." Yeah. And then it like cuts to him, like at this Dutch angle, like all close, and there's just a single tear going down yeah. his eye. And then it just cuts to a bell ring, and I'm just like, "Oh, this uh, is amazing!" Yes. Like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. But it's on Criterion. It's on it criteria. is on Criterion. Yeah. All, a lot. I think all. Of I mean, it better. Are. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I might have to buy that movie because I feel like that's something they oh, can take off sure. at any time. Maybe. I don't know how to buy it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's like if on DVD. Yeah, get some insurance on there. You know, it's probably know. on DVD. That's what makes you nervous about Criterion Channel because you never yeah. know. And they're like, all right, it's leaving now. <laughs> I never thought they'd take like, some of Luke Goddard's movies off, yeah, but exactly. they've been taking like, a lot of them off recently. Like, you never so. know what company will be like, okay, we want to make, we want to sell these movies now. So yeah. They bought the rights yeah. or something. But. Like Alphaville's leaving this month. And I was well, like, Alphaville's oh, left like a million times. Well, that's so, true. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> it's been leaving for a while. And like Criterion doesn't even have that physically. Really? Yeah, they don't have it. Oh. It's like a different company. What? I don't assume the what? Yeah, yeah they, they don't. They don't have Alphaville. I did not know that. Um, Damn. At least it's out of print. They used to have it, but well, okay. Print, so. They just haven't like. A that's a cinematography. Oh, oh, oh I, I the right. That's Someone, a gorgeous movie. I think Kino Lover might. I might have to watch it again this month because I did hate it. The you first should do. Time. Oh, yeah. dude, it's amazing. It's some of the best black and white ever. Yes. Uh, did you give it one star your first time? Okay. Oh, what? Oh, I don't this. I remember that. Oh, god. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you should watch that again. Okay. You should watch that again. <laughs> Alright, I probably should. Okay, so for my pick for cinematography, I just mentioned Danny a moment ago that John Woo isn't the most, isn't the only beautiful action director. Okay. Mr. King Who is as oh, well. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, I picked a recent watch of his, uh, Legend of the Mountain. Um, okay. And Have really... The big standout in the cinematography department on this movie is the way he just shoots nature. And the lighting, the beautiful lighting, and then even, like, the action scenes. Uh, Which movie are you talking about? Legend of the Mountain. Which movie are you? No, yeah, I know. Like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't get it. I haven't seen it, so... You, you, you could also <laughs> say the it's same like thing for, like, for... It's like an inside bed. joke. Yeah, like... Uh, well, yes, if you have seen a King Who movie, you would have understood. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. And, like... Yeah, the scale of it, and then like even the fight scenes when there's like magical stuff yes. happening, like there's, he uses like these colored like smoke. In I haven't a way. seen. I've seen Raiding in the Mountain. I haven't Dude. seen. Legend and like Legend of the Mountain's more of his like surrealist film okay. compared to like a Touch of Zen, which Touch of Zen's like more like his journey to enlightenment, and yes. then like Dragon's like more as like action comedy. Uh, but Legend of the Mountain is just it's beautiful, man. Like there's there's nothing else you can really say about it. But oh my god, yeah, Danny, get on it. All right, so I'll, sure. I'll get there. For I'll get sure. There. No, you're watching it tonight. No, I'm <laughs> you're watching it. Uh, it's like three hours, though, isn't it? Dragon Inn's like it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. so you can watch that. But... I've seen Goodbye Dragon Inn, but I haven't seen Dragon Inn. Okay, we're not going to talk about your take on that movie either, because that's terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been... I don't have a take on it. I don't have Okay, I respect that. I respect that. Okay. So, I guess our next scene, our next category <laughs> is best scene. scene. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's just uh, we both just kind of we both just do see, just seeing uh, yeah. a, a scene that we, we we're gonna like talk kind of talk about like yeah. why we love it just yeah, a specific scene in movie which I like. So. This one I think I'm starting on this one. Right? Yeah, you are starting. This one's really hard, honestly, because I had a lot that I want yeah, to choose from. Um, but I'm gonna stick with the King Who mold Let's and go. go and go with uh, oh. touches in. 
And it's the rea- the first reaction shot we get of Yang, of Yang and her and the general fighting. And then like they're fighting and they basically take down these two like these two other ninjas or whatever. And uh, yeah. and then it just cuts to uh, to she to, to Shishun and, and the other guy just sitting there going like just mouth agape. Just like going like Like, what the fuck just happened? That was literally me, though, because, like, before before he cut to them, I literally said, God damn, because of what they just did on screen, and they Uh, cut to that, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is a perfect scene, man. Like, oh, it's so so good. But there's so many. You could say anything. Exactly. There's so many. There's so many in that that I could say. This is basically just us, like, guilting Danny. No, you definitely make me want to watch it. Yes. But, uh, yeah. And I I don't, well, yeah, I'll give a... I want to give one. The other one I really wanted to do. He's like, I have to get another one. I did. Well, yeah, the other one I really wanted to do was Vertov, but I think I might wait just because I don't know if you guys would do. Are you? Do you guys have a Vertov one that you're gonna choose? Okay, because it was gonna be enthusiasm whenever they're hammering. Oh yeah, synchronized hammering. That's mine now. Okay, (laughs) that was the other one that I was thinking. That's like more like a moment. Like that's yeah. But that whole scene though, it's the whole entire scene is amazing. Yes, yes, the whole song and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's a great pick. Um, so, for mine, I picked a scene from one of my favorite movies of all time, The Red Shoes. Um, and it's specifically the ballet sequence in The Red Shoes. Basically, it's a 15-minute uh, ba- uh, performance of the, the ballet of The Red Shoes, which basically the whole movie centered around. It's the center of the movie, basically. You, you're leading up to it, it happens, and the rest of the movie is basically uh, uh, what happened after it. And what what's so just amazing about the scene is like it's kind of like you know like I feel like this is kind of have, uh, other movies have done this before where uh, a performance in this like a theater like a performance like uh, in a ballet mm-hmm. uh, when it starts the audience is completely taken out of it you know you, you don't really see the audience until the end yes but what Powell and Pressburger do is that they just make it a completely different world it's not even a, a stage at this point it's just it's just it's just like a it, you're basically in the ballet like at the location where they're at and with Technicolor 1948 and with like the most beautiful Technicolor I've ever seen. And it's like, the, the, it's okay. I don't want to be cliche here, but like you can, it's basically like movie magic basically. Like you, you, it, it, there's no other way to describe it. And uh, the, the, the music that goes along with it, the colors, it's just, it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Is it better than the limelight ballet scene? Though? No, no. Yeah. What? Okay. I saw what I've seen both. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we don't count your opinion though. Uh, I haven't seen the Red Shoes. Martin Scorsese <laughs> said about uh, Julie the Red Shoes, he said, it's a song that plays in my heart. So, I mean, right, if Martin Scorsese right. says it, you know, like. <laughs> He's got some bad takes, but, okay. you know, we all do. We all do. Saying the limelight ballet is crazy. Like, I love that scene, but, like, this scene is, like, insane. I mean, dude, because when you, were saying, when on, you were saying the ballet thing, and, like, uh, when the director goes from just filming yes. it, so, yeah. you know, I thought of the limelight. I thought of limelight. This, 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 one, this one's different. This one's different. Because. This is like it's it's, um, it's different. The color, yeah, okay, the color yeah, adds so much. It's more about the ca- all the characters in that movie, not just like one one person. Nah. More about her. I think it's, it's more. It's about the shoes. It's it is about the shoes. Do you, do you remember what? Ha- I, I don't. Wanna, I can't say it because like I don't want to spoil like what happens. Okay, okay. But like. I think Blake will like it though. I think Blake will like it. Oh, probably. But you better like it because I, 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 I don't want to. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. What did I give you, it? You were like, oh, I I, oh, four, oh, I oh, no, you had three and a half. And, you, oh, you, ah! and the whole time you're like, oh, I was thinking of this other noir movie the whole time. I <laughs> oh, my <laughs> uh, oh, my 
French can can. Like French can can. Yes, yes. That is a better movie. Yes, that is a better movie. If I ever watch movie, I'm just gonna have to say to you, like, oh, I was just thinking the red shoes the whole time. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, like, you might have to. You might have to wait a while for you. I'll have to watch both of them unless you guys know which one's better. It's just crazy that you're just like, oh, okay. That's Neither of those are the one. I still like them. You're shitting on it, though. That's it, the thing. Like, I, well, I wasn't shitting on it. Like, when I, 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 I just compared it to Limelight. You know, when you watched it, like I literally asked you about it. You're like, I don't even remember that sequence. <laughs> like, I don't, what? What are you talking about? Like, Did you just bring the scene up so you could call me out? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's part of the reason. <laughs> but I, right. Okay, all right, so we'll play this test with my scene. This is one of my favorite scenes of all time, too. It's like it's like top five favorite scene. If if I had to rank them at all, it'd probably be top five right. but yeah damn okay i'll rewatch it i'll rewatch it score says he does love it. i do yes. i do know how much he loves it too like he's the one that got restored and stuff so. yes thank thank you mr scorsese thank you so much and technicolor like dude because i watched vertigo um yes the other day and like technicolor is just you know just it, it you can't different. compare like it's it, different. when we get all these like ugly ass movies today it's like oh, yeah when's the restoration of iron man coming <laughs> oh my god okay okay uh, uh, but okay so my next pick it, this is definitely a hint for our, my next series which is um spoiler gonna be ozu yes okay. and i was gonna save this point for the uh series but i was like i might as well just do it now because it is kind of just like a scene that i've uh been thinking about a lot and i told luke about this scene uh i think last week a couple weeks ago but like eric romer uh has had this quote in this book when i was reading last year he said uh films maybe are the best medium to show what a true miracle could be and i always i was like i always thought about that like basically what he meant by, by that and i really didn't understand it too much but kind of like watching ozu and then maybe some other directors too but really ozu is basically kind of like t- making you see the world in a certain way where it's not from like any single perspective yeah you know and based on that you can kind of see things in the world that you wouldn't have seen based if you're just solely in your own perspective and uh, the, so the scene I have is from An Autumn Afternoon. And it's like, you guys are busting a few, a, a lot of Ozu, I think, now at this point. So. I haven't seen I, it. I, 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 it was when I first okay. Ozu. But you'll, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. Because like, yeah. the classic Ozu staple in this movie is like when the friends are drinking together. Yeah. Oh, you know, at a, at a, you know, they're having like a, just a, you know, the friends are drinking together one night. And so this is happening where two, two of the friends are there at, at dinner drinking. And it's like they're com- the waitress that they always have. Like, and they're, you know, their friends are there at this point. It's like kind of implied. She's like, where's the third friend? He's not here right now. And they're like, and they're like kind of like playing a practical joke on her. And Ozzy does this a lot too. But they're like, basically like, uh, he died. They tell, they tell her he died. And uh, she, she see, at least from what I'm watching, she looks like she's actually kind of worried about it. And yeah. they say like he died because he had a heart attack because he had too much sex basically. Because oh like God. part of the because part of the movie is like he had mar- married young. Yeah. And they're kind of making fun of him about it like oh why marry young you know all that kind of stuff and uh, basically and so she leaves at least from what I remember and like this is how I'm gonna remember it she leaves like actually worried about it. Yeah. And they're kind of just playing a joke on her but then the camera cuts right then it cuts to the outside shot from her leaving their room and then from right when she leaves the room he walks in. And so, like, and you can kind of see her, like, she just has, like, a shocked face. Yeah. And it's basically kind of like a little miracle moment of, from her perspective, she thought that guy was dead, and then that guy just walked through the door. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's just, like, a little moment. Like, he has a bunch of moments like that. And you could see it from, like, the audience perspective. That's, like, a miracle. You know? Like, all of a sudden, like, she thought a person was dead, and then they're alive. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the camera has to move there for you even to see that, you know? But... Yeah. We'll talk about it throughout the series. I'm definitely going to bring this moment, because he'll have a lot of... He has a lot of moments like this in his movies, and it's like 
But this is the one that really always sticks out. Well, one, one of my favorite well. Ozu scenes is, is in a bar in a different Ozu movie, Tokyo Story. Okay. There's a scene in a bar. Um, oh, dude, they have some great should, bar should I, just, I don't know if I can explain it, but... Like, okay, uh... We're gonna do Tokyo Story. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're definitely in Tokyo Story, so I'll explain that because it's one of my favorite Osu scenes. But. but yeah, yeah. Spoiler for a, a theme that's coming up in the series. You too, love the so. suit. Yeah, yeah. Love Ozu. I'll but, have to start watching Ozu again. Get prepared. Oh, we will. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I already. I will be forced to watch Ozu. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just to get, I, I need to finish the silence. See, that's the thing. You've probably watched some more. I've watched. More silence I've watched them. Well, I'm up to through a woman of Tokyo. That's where I. That's where I'm up to. Haven't haven't got time. I was born about. <laughs> That's what? crazy. So you've only <laughs> seen all of his earlier stuff. Yeah. So well, yeah, I've no. also well, no, I've also seen like his big or some of like Tokyo, like, Tokyo Story, Spring or, and yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Late Spring. Yeah. And sure. I've also seen like uh, yeah, the big thing about that series. Is, is, what, what do you no, mean? My father, honestly, our father. Yeah. There was my. There was a father. There was a father. I've seen that one. I'm pretty sure. Okay, That's the silent though, isn't it? Yeah, the silent. Oh no, you're thinking of a talkie? Yeah, no, the the one with the kids. Good morning. Good morning, yeah, yeah. Yes. Damn, you've seen Good Morning when I, I was born, but... Yeah. What order are you watching these? <laughs> this is crazy. Good Morning Good morning was my first Ozu. Okay, okay, okay. So I was like, you watched it. It is a good first Ozu. Yeah, good yeah, Morning's okay, a great yeah, first It is, but that's a remake, though. Okay, I thought I was born, but... Oh, but they are different. They are they're different, different, but, like, basically all of Ozu's re- movies are, like, remakes of yeah, older Ozu movies. Just movies. slight <laughs> differences. That's kind of what makes them amazing, so... But, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, so our next category is sci-fi. Your uh, sci-fi, your favorite sci-fi, the one you want to talk about right now. Did you oh. say your favorite scene? Oh yes, yes, you did, you did, yes, thread shoes. Yeah. But uh, so yes. Dave forgot that already. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. But uh, so uh, for my sci-fi pick, uh, I picked uh, Andre Tarkovsky's Solaris. Okay. Haven't uh, seen this one yet. Oh my gosh! How? No. That was one my, that was one of my two options. So I'm glad you said uh, okay. it because I just came up with another one like uh like 20 minutes ago. Damn. That was gonna be epic. So okay. I'm glad I have a different one though. Yeah. Um. I mean, what's there to say? I mean, pro like if I mean for Tarkovsky, there's just like a certain mode he always puts you in. That's just like he puts you in this like kind of trance. Yes. Okay. And this is like one of, one of his movies he does that the most. You know, okay. from starting from like the opening forty-minute scene where you're on Earth, like is it? Is it? It's probably more than four. It's like fifty minutes, isn't it? And it's like extremely slow. Yeah. The way yeah. he's moving the camera, it's like very like uh, it's very like uh, it's very entrancing. And then once they get to space, it's like he uh, a huge film about like identity, uh, wanting someone but they're not real. Uh, how someone deals with not them knowing they're not the real person; they're just like a copy of someone else. Uh, at least that's my So it's like Michael Bay's yes. masterpiece, The Island. I mean, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Damn, that's a, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the stick of the Solaris, though, because uh, like I just said, it was gonna be my pick too. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna compare it to. It's it feels very like Vertigo esque in a way. Go further. Go further. Because ver- ver- they're they're very similar, honestly. When you think about it, like not okay, not very similar, but like in a way, the themes are very similar. Uh, Basically, I mean, Vertigo is more about obsession with uh, about obsession, but like the the women in the movie are very similar. Like this kind of memory, this memory yeah. holding, having that hold on you. Basically. Yeah, n- knowing you're not the real person, and yes. like, and that's why I, I I've come up with a theory. I've seen no one else say this before, but like the scene in Solaris where he goes into the library and she uh, sees her staring into the painting. Yeah, I think that's a homage to Vertigo. The scene where uh, Jimmy Stewart's character sees Kim Novak's yeah, character staring at the that. painting. Yeah, it's shot in a very similar way. Yes, um, 
but yes, Damn, Solaris. There's yeah. and then the 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 waitlist scene in Solaris. Yes, oh yes. my god! And no, dude, amazing yeah. ending. Like, and one of my favorite things about why I love that as a sci-fi movie, because um, with most sci-fi movies, it's not a bad thing, but most of it, it's kind of like there's a there's a hum there's a human side, and then there's like the the other alien, uh, yes. and that's supposed to be the you know the pro the the kind of cla- it's not necessarily they're evil, but that's the big. Conflict, 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 climax, climax, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, that whatever. That's the what's it what's hinging on it. But Solaris is like it kind of tricks you to think that what's gonna what that's what it's gonna be about. Yes. But it's really just they go to a different yeah, world, and just, the world kind of sucks him in. You know, yes. it's just like he's already there by the time. You know, like he's just like on a ship wandering around. But it's not really yeah. about like him having conflict with that world. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. at least there is conflict, but it's more about his memories. And yes, stuff, you know, it's, yeah, it's himself. Yeah, yes, exactly, man. Um, no, but is it, it, that's the thing, it, it still feels like a sci-fi movie. Like, the yes. way we're talking about it doesn't feel like that, but yeah. when you watch it, like, that's why it feels still like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and people, like, people say, like, Stalker, like, Stalker kind of, is it kind of similar in a way, like, how it uses that? Cause it's a sci-fi movie, but, like, they get to the sci-fi world, and it's like, there's, like... Yeah, that's, and that's kind of what I'm saying, Stars is like that, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. Know, even on the ending, last shot of Stars, yeah. very, I mean, that's... Very sci-fi. Yeah, very sci-fi. yeah. that's oh the only Tarkovsky. And, and, and it's also oh my gosh, <laughs> it's also like 160 minutes, and it feels like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, it goes it's, it's insane. Like, uh, I love Tarkovsky. That's a good, that's a good hot take there, but hot I mean, take. all right, all right. Um, I think I'm next, right? Yep. So my other pick, and this is kind of a movie that's kind of in the same kind of vein of this type of sci-fi, um, and it's a movie I rewatched recently. It's Memoria. Oh. Which, you know, it only becomes a sci-fi. Seen, it, seen, the the ending seen. makes the whole movie a sci-fi when you rewatch it. Yeah. Because she's basically. Don't, like, don't tell me the ending. What? Wait, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, no. fuck. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, I'm about to talk about it. Okay, okay. Thank God, okay. Because I've actually okay. thought about watching that. Oh man, yeah, I'm glad. You I was, I was yeah. literally just about to spoil the shit out of this. So. Thank God. You've seen it though. Oh yeah, we watched together. That was too close for comfort, right there. But all I'll say is like, it, it's a sci-fi in a way that's like. Makes you feel still in the world of a like a different planet, not just kind of the conflict between a Earth versus a different planet, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's still a very personal movie too, and it, it you know just takes your thoughts and a lot of ideas once you know that kind of sci-fi element to it, because um, it's not on the surface really. Like no. on the surface, it is kind of just a, you know, it's another weird ethical wandering movie. But Let's go. I mean, uh, Cemetery of Splendors is very. It's a sci-fi movie no, also. Yeah, so does. Yeah, he does too. Um, because even Uncle Boomy, like, uh, has certain moments, I think, because it has, like, a... There are moments, uh, but that's more, one... that's more, like, spiritual, not not necessarily sci-fi. No, I'm forgetting but... the one that has, like, the future, where they go to the future all of a sudden, and it's, like, through photographs. That I is... I think it might be... Tropical Malady. Oh, is that Tropical Malady? Okay. Wait, so, yes, yes, yes. yes. And it's, like, a... Yeah, tropical Malady real... is a huge thing about, like, past and future, future and shit. Yeah, but that's also Cemetery of Splendor, though, too. So that happened in that, that one. That one, I think that one. That one's the that one's the people like memories like where they're like laying there and they're tapping into like the. Yeah, memories. I don't think that yeah. happens in Tropical Malady. Tropical Malady is like kind of like myth mythological. But like myth yeah, in the they past. don't. They, he doesn't cut to the future. Though. No, I think yeah, that was like, I, I watched it like day, I watched it a month ago. And I don't no, know. they say something like, about the I future. I'm almost positive. Uh, well, I'll re- we'll, have to, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but I, I don't remember that because I rewatched it a month ago. But my memory can be no, no. You so. watched it most recently, so we'll go. With I just don't remember that. But but either way, Memoria is definitely a sci-fi. Well, once you once you've seen it, you'll you'll see what yes. I'm saying. Um, okay. Yeah, Memoria. Blake, Blake. Mine is. is... <laughs> oh, mine mine's a very me. It's a very me pick. Okay. okay. You guys haven't seen it. Obviously, oh, okay. it's a uh, Godzilla Final Wars. 
sounds like a blink. The last, the last Godzilla movie. Uh, well, where, not the where last is this one. To, where can you watch total. this? Uh, on the high seas. Criterion has a lot of them. Don't, this one's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is uh This is the last of the. Uh, oh, it's like 2005. <laughs> I can't remember which era this one's technically. I think it's like Heisei maybe. But it's literally the best. It's the best Godzilla movie because it just takes all of the old villains that Godzilla's had to fight before, puts them all in one movie, and makes them fight them. It's amazing. Damn. The best I mean, you got me, dude. So. Yeah. <laughs> the best movie. It also it, looks Do you have to too. watch the Godzilla prequel, other ones to understand this one? Probably helps. <laughs> I mean, it would help. It would help with just... It would help with the love of the monsters. But, I mean, it's also... these. The last few movies in this era are so fucking insane. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can just watch it, and you'd, you'd probably have fun. Because, like, it's insane Who's sci-fi, the too. Do you know? I was uh, Ryuhei Ra- 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 Kitamura. Oh, Ryuhei Ra- 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 Yeah, Ryuhei Ra- 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 Kitamura. I actually like that. I actually like the director. I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, you had that pull okay. up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. You said what's it on? Or do you own the it? The High Seas. Oh, The High Seas. Okay, okay. Sure. So do you have it, though? How did you uh, watch it? I think it? I do. Well, I watched it on the high seas. But oh, oh, you just streamed it though, or do you have? I just streamed it. Oh, it's yeah. not. A, oh, okay, it's not. A, it's on Iron Archive. Okay, probably. we'll find it somewhere. Most of most of the Godzilla movies are Iron Archive. Yeah, that's true. They so. are kind of popular. So, so next uh, category is horror. The horror okay. genre. Is it my pick? Yes, your pick. Oh, All right. Um, this is maybe. I don't know how you guys are gonna feel. Maybe my first most controversial pick, but um, I think I stand by it. Varda's Lay Bon Hur. I agree with you. I okay, agree okay. with you. That's a good pick. That's a good I mean, pick. to me, yes. this is like, honestly... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you trying to your face? Come on. Dude, it's, a okay. it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's, 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 really? it's very cynical. Like, it it's a cynical it's movie. A... Cynicals are not horror. In a way, no, no, but it is. It, it is a very dark movie. And that's the thing. Like On the surface, it's very bright and very happy. But then... the. Just when oh. you know what you know is happening, and what you know with have you you've seen it? Well, you've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seen it. Basically, what you know. That's why I looked at you so skeptically. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. But uh, I don't know. I don't what's his name horror, in the movie? Francois. Basically, Francois in the movie. Yeah. Like he basically becomes a villain. He's a villain. Yes. You're watching a villain. And like, he thinks basically he... like a he's almost like a serial killer esque. Yeah. Basically, how how easy he's able to be with his family, be happy and stuff, but at the same yeah. time, basically killing her, like breaking her heart. Yeah, and he, he thinks he's like, in the right the whole yes, time. Exactly. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, he's got that yeah. kind of serial killer aspect to him, but just like no, emo- like he can't even see. Yes. It, yes. You know, and then so when she when she dies at the end, you know, like he still can't see it. Like it's oh, almost man. almost like it, that's the horror of it. You know, and it, it feels yeah. it feels realistic too because you know this this happens a lot. Like. Yeah. Basically, guys are so much in their own ego, like they can't see the damage they're doing to other people. But what well, what a final shot! Yes, that yes. haunting final shot. I know. I know. I mean, this might you know offend a horror fan, but like Blake. But did you rewatch it recently? Or? I haven't. I mean, I rewatched it last. We did oh, it for the okay, episode last okay. year, so yeah. But yeah. no, because right when I saw, it, I was like, okay, I still th- like I I confend it. It's a horror movie in my head. I, I agree, honestly. It's you know a traumatic movie. Like, like, Our most horror movies about trauma, Blake. Our most horror movies about trauma. Blake's the horror gatekeeper here. You yeah, know. of course. The horror like, gatekeeper. Oh, yeah, what are horrors like when bl- there's blood on the screen? <laughs> horror when well, it's bad things scary. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's bad things scary in this. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. Like, no, you're wrong. You know, you're exactly. wrong. All right, Blake. I'll pick him. What's your pick? Mine is Cure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Kiyoshi I don't know. It's like a psychological thriller. It's not really horror. Yeah, 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 horror.
Yes, he is. Right. Then, I mean, he is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but and there's some supernatural stuff in horror. In no, Cure is very so. supernatural. Yes. No, I mean this is one. It's I mean it's the movie that got me into Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who's one. It was honestly one of Japan's better horror directors because he also did Pulse and he's also done a lot of great, a lot of other great uh, horror movies. But I mean, the reason I chose Cure, I love it. That's literally the reason yeah. why. <laughs> like, Wait, that's like, it's just, did, though, didn't we? No, we didn't. No, we no, we reviewed Pulse. That's Pulse, one. That's another one of the reasons I chose Cure is because I like these movies basically equally. But we've already talked about Pulse, so yeah, yeah. we'll talk about Cure eventually, also. But I mean, the movie is literally just framed insanely too. Like, it looks. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it twice. Oh, okay. I watched it with you too. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Come on. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> No, but it's just framed immaculately. Like every every single frame of this is amazing. But it really is just a combination of like psychological thriller and horror. <laughs> Bitch. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Bro, I was getting mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were making fun of you with yeah, Okay, Laban Horrors. Okay. Yeah, Laban yeah. Horrors. That's an interesting insult. Laban Horrors. Laban Horrors. It's what he it's what you said. I no, said Laban Horrors. You said it again. <laughs> that sounds cool, yeah. isn't it? It just like, like her. Lay on her. Lay on her. So hey, say it. Like, we're not French. We should not. We're not French. Yeah, we're all Sorry, all the French people more out there. To, like, it's more happiness. It's just happiness. Yeah, yeah. That's a great. Oh my god. That's that honestly makes it better because it's yes. It's it's like Brisson with money. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight to the point. What about yours? Horror. No, no, uh, oh, I haven't gone yet. No, yeah, you're right. No. I was about to say. Like, go you're, to the next one, category. you're the horror hater here, really. So. Okay, I don't. I wouldn't say hater. It's just like it's not really my thing. Okay. Um, Another one <laughs> Okay, but uh, my horror pick is Peeping Tom, directed by Michael Powell. Um, Damn. I didn't know that was a horror movie. It is. It's not like super. So like, would Blake call it a horror movie? If you watched? Yes, it's a horror. It's a horror okay. Movie. Right. It's just like it's not your conventional horror movie. Let me just read the synopsis because i think that that'll, that'll give you uh the best idea of what this movie's about loner mark lewis works at a film studio during the day and at night takes racy photographs of women also he's making a documentary on fear which involves recording the reactions of victims as he murders them he befriends helen the daughter of the family living in the apartment below his and he tells her vaguely about the movie he is making so basically this movie is like it's like it kind of borders on like it's getting comedic in a way, more like absurd okay. horror. But like it, it, it's not like it's no, not it like depressing. Good. You kind of yes. got me already. So and no. uh, <laughs> just the way it's kind, it kind, it's a lot of it's about like film, like the problems like with filming, like the female gaze, like voyeurism. Uh, there's also other stuff too. But it, it came out the year uh, the female gaze or the male gaze. Uh, fem- Gays on the female. It's called the male gaze. Is it called male gaze? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gaze. Male gaze. Okay. Yeah. That, I didn't mean the gaze. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it talks a lot about all that, and it came out the same year as Psycho, and this one like ended Michael Powell's career. Like it was like such a flop, basically. Really? Damn. Until like you know like Scorsese and them like told everyone like, hey, let's let's for what movie after? Uh, let's let's reevaluate Peeping Tom. Oh, like, okay. it's like a really good movie. Because, you know, you know, Scorsese loves Michael yeah, Powell. Yeah, yeah. For good reason, Michael Powell's amazing. For good I mean, but, he uh, his daughter or something, too? Or? He, he married Rossellini's daughter. Or dated yes, Rossellini's daughter. I knew that. But I know there's some relation there, too. Okay, I, I did. There's I some relation there. <laughs> He's wanting to get closer to Michael Powell. No, I'm not joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, Scorsese, if you listen to this. But, uh, yeah, it's... It, and I think, especially, I think, Danny, you should definitely watch this because I know you love cameras. 
and there's a lot of cool cameras and like that cool camera stuff no, in this I movie. Mean, there's a lot of good voyeuristic kind of movies in yes, film and it's, history. Uh, it's just it's so good and like there's so so many great moments and genuinely creepy moments too. Like Terrorizer is technically about voyeurism too. Yeah, it? it is definitely, definitely, so definitely. Good. But, you need to watch Edward Yang too. I've seen one. You've seen two. You've seen a Brad oh, Super Day and yeah, Taipei Story. story yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. It's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> amazing movie. Peeping Tom. Highly recommended. It. It's so good. Um, but yeah. So our next category is best animated movie or fa- yeah favorite. I stop. You stop saying like, next. Uh, no, it's my, it's my. I'm going first this time. No, because I just went first last time. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like you're you're going. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm a terrible host. I'm a terrible host. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm not choosing much. Ghibli, obviously Ghibli, because we're doing that series right now. Yes, sir. We're gonna we're gonna be saying our favorites at the end. Um, so what I'm gonna choose is actually a Hungarian animated movie called Bubble Bath. Oh. And I've told you guys about this a couple times. I'm pretty sure, but Bubble Bath is just this ridiculous movie. Like I don't even really fully understand what it's about. I know it's about like this guy's getting married. Like this is the actual plot. Like this guy's getting married. He doesn't want to get married. And so he runs to this other woman and basically tells her to call his wife and say, I'm not, I'm not getting married. And then, like, just ridiculous stuff happens from there. And it's animated like this guy was on acid. was on acid at the time. Like, that's literally how this is animated. It's got, like, some ridiculous musical numbers in it throughout the, like, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And people really need to watch more. Like, I need to watch more Hungarian animation, too, because, I, like, most of the Hungarian animation yeah. I've seen I thought, is I, When you said Hungarian, I thought you were going to say Son of the White Mare. <clears throat> no, I love Son of the White yeah, Mare as well. But, but this one, the animation style on this one is just the best, man. What'd you watch it on? It was on movie, but I think it's gone, but I'm not sure. Damn. Yeah, check, it looks in check, great, but yeah. movie has... Actually, it might still be on movie, because movie still has a lot of Hungarian uh, animation, animated movies on there, but... Okay. Movie, right. another another great subscription service if you don't already have it. All right. Well, sponsor us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please. Uh, I I don't have a subscription to your service, but if you give okay. me a free one, I'll definitely use it. I will definitely use it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so for my pick for best animated, uh, I I don't think I've talked about this movie on the podcast, but we've all seen it. A lot of people have seen it. Uh, Paprika, oh, directed yeah. by Satoshi Kon. Uh, just balls to the wall, the most insane, but, like, also amazing. Like, it doesn't get, like, too insane where it's, like, okay, like, this is taking me out of it. Like, it's, it's like, beautifully orchestrated madness, in yes. my opinion. Like, the way he uses dreams and then, like, uh, how the dreams infect reality and just uh, the animation is so amazing and the story's amazing and uh, it's, it's just, it's jam-packed with just, like, cool-ass shit, you know? Yes. Uh, uh, it's, it really yeah. feels like it builds up to that ending too. Yeah, like where it really like basically uses like you know animation superpower where you can just do that. You know, you can't do that with a real film. Yeah, you know? and like it's very much an inspiration for Inception. Oh, a lot yeah. of people say. Yes, yes. Even though I really think they're different movies. They are. Different I think you can because like Paprika is also better, but yeah, better but not by much. Not by much. I do love Inception. I do too. Yeah. I can't like. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I like, can't hate even if it is a live action paprika, like no one can make a good live action anime. It's like one of the few then. Yeah, but like how many good live action I, animes yeah. are there? Not very many. Ghost the and like, dude, if we are getting live action anime, why would you want Leo and fucking Tom Hardy? No, that's true. I can't. I actually. I'm always saying like it's a bad thing. Like, 
Why is this like it could be yeah, a thing? Well, that's because it's paprika, you know. Like people They're don't watch. They need to watch paprika. What has to be good? Right. <laughs> One's better. No. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I would rather rewatch paprika. It's, I, I, it's I would rewatch a shorter paprika. movie. Exactly, yeah, ninety minutes. But also, like, minutes. if they're the same length too, I would still. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I agree. It's because the animation is amazing. And Inception gets like maybe a little too complicated for its own good. But, yes. like, but I still like it. Oh no, I, I, do, awesome. I love Inception. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, Satoshi Kon is just like literally one of the best hand mirrors ever. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you can pick any of Satoshi Kon's movies. And yes, like wow. you, like what you were saying about Paprika is what I would have said about Purple Blue if I chose yeah, it. So. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it's, just, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, um, Blake kind of one of the best Christmas movies in Tokyo Godfathers, but okay. So, <laughs> Blake kind of said, like, you basically undercut what you, I was going to pick, but I'm still going to pick it anyway, because you said, I'm not going to pick a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> I have to pick The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Okay. It is well, my we haven't talked about this one yet. No, so. and, and that's why I'm not going to say too yeah. much, because we'll, we'll uh, talk about it. But basically, it's my... Uh, my other pick would be Waking Life, uh, okay. the Blake yeah, later yeah, one. Like and that one's just a really special movie to me. Like, I just love, like... Honestly, that's a very good quote movie, like a quote machine movie too, because it's a very just. Es- it's like an essay. It's an essay movie using the animation medium, and so that's why I wanted to pick Taylor Prince of Kaguya because it is like, it, it's just one of the most beautiful animations you'll ever oh, see. Yeah. Maybe the, in my opinion, the best. And like, you know, the way you said about uh, when we talked about Yamadas, Yamadas with the kind of flowing as and the flowing yes. animation where the characters are kind of creating yeah. the worlds. This is it's a very similar thing in Taylor Prince of yes. Kaguya too, but this one f- makes you. Uh, feel like you're going back in time as well to that yeah, kind so of time period sure. so no I mean, like it, this it one like this well. one like Taylor Prince we'll get to we'll get to this obviously in a couple of weeks but Taylor Prince of Kaguya like you're literally living a Japanese like watercolor painting from, yes. like back in the fucking yes. 15th century like yes. it's insane yes. He, yes he's trying to create that feeling but yeah. like it has that epic feeling but it's still very personal because of what's happening in the story and, like, yes. like, and we'll get to it so yeah, I don't want to say too much about it now because we'll definitely watch it. Um, okay. Coming up in a couple weeks here, so yeah, Taylor Prince Kaguya. All right. Um, so we're down to our two last categories. Uh, these two categories are probably going to be the most criteria dependent on what we pick, for sure. Because they're quite broad compared to the other ones. Uh, and this is so. First one is the director category, uh, and I, I guess I'm going first. So uh, my criteria was just like someone I've kind of just kind of been falling more and more in love with. Uh, Recently, but also kind of like slowly over time as I like, I watch another one of his movies uh, every like few months or so, and that director is John Cassavetes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, are, we, are we specific? Are we, do we need a? I, I wrote down a specific movie for this category. I don't know if we like. A, I don't have a movie. So. I don't have a movie. Well, I I I, I, I wrote but down my fa- my favorite somewhere. is yeah. the Killing of a Chinese Bookie, but of course he's an auteur, so it's kind of a similar uh, way he films it. What I love about him as a director is that. He's not afraid to let scenes go on for, like, a long time. He's a big, like, improv- improvisational director. And, like, what he'll do is he'll have these, like, long scenes where it's just, like, characters talking. But his camera is, like, always, like, kind of... He's, he's always uh, getting up close. He can His camera's just so, like, observational. But, like, mm-hmm. it's still, like, very, like, you're in it with the characters. And a big thing about why he's such a good of a director is he's so good with actors. Like, there's so many performances in movies where, like... Uh, uh, someone could say like multiple times this filmography. This is like one of the best performances of all time, uh, because he's so good with act. Because he's an actor himself, Ooh. and he also has he also married Gina Rollins, who was in a lot yes. of his movies. She's, she's like one of well, the greatest. I was gonna say because like, I haven't seen I've only seen two movies and it's been a while. Yes, um, but I forgot what I was listening to. But they were talking about how uh, doesn't Cassavetes use a lot of like his family in his movies? 
I, not I, only his wife, but other characters I think too are also so. family. I, I, th- I think he does. But I'm pretty sure like he uses like other relate- people related or very close to him. Yes, yes. Because uh, Peter Falk and Ben G- Gazzara, uh, Gazzara, I think this is how you pronounce his name, but they're two close friends of his. Yes. And, it's, exactly, and that, that goes with the whole intimate thing you were saying, like yes. how his character camera's able to do that. Yeah, know? and apparently like, I read like he like, when he, when he talks to his directors, he wrote in his book that uh, he won't tell them exactly what he wants from them. He'll just say like mm-hmm. vaguely like, so he wants them to do it themselves. So that thing. when they find it, that's it's yes. more authentic on screen, and like and yes. also uh, with Peter Falk, like being close friends with them, he when uh, John Cassavetes made A Woman Under the Influence, uh, it was shot for like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that, and Damn. Uh, he got like he or it, uh, at least that's I think that's like what he initially put. It might be what uh, what he initially put up for it. But a big reason the movie was financed is, like, Peter Falk, like, read the script and, like, uh, gave some money to uh, fund it. And then, like, uh, he would, like, basically, he made it, like, on a shoestring budget and, like, would tour it to, like, different colleges and film festivals to basically make it be known. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. Peter Falk starred in it, too. Like, uh, I'm wondering if he was amazing. Yes. Yeah. He, he kind of did birth the independent uh, filmmaking. A well, lot of, Darren oh, did that first, though. And she's okay, but like Cassavetes yeah. is different. It's like indie, like modern indie cinema wouldn't okay, be yes. how it no, is I about Cassavetes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of bad has come from Cassavetes because like people take the wrong things from him. People think he his style is easily imi- in- imitated, but it's not. But there's also been some a lot of good that come from Cassavetes. People like uh, the Safdie brothers take a lot from Cassavetes. Like the w- the way their characters are very Cassavetes esque. Yeah, he's a director. I've, he's a very interesting director uh, that I've caught about for a series in the future, but. Yeah. yeah, love cast movies, but yeah. all right, all right. Um, so I have like two picks, and I don't know which one. I think I'll go. You know what? I'll I'll go with uh, basically a director I've been kind of thinking about more and more. Like, and and uh, there's a story I want to bring up because you you uh, what you brought about with cast movies is uh, the director I have is Boonwell, okay. and um. Because I don't think I've talked about him yet, and I'll probably we'll probably do a series eventually. I kind of feel bad we haven't done him, uh, you know, like I haven't picked him yet, but because he's one of my favorites. But at least one thing I really love about him is he's at least living proof to me, like of directors that basically changed over time, and they were able to continually make like new different kinds of movies. You know, yes. like keep trying to stretch what they were trying to do. You know, they didn't come complacent enough to like I'm just been while I make this type of movie. You know, yes. like if you watch his early movies. In the th- in the twenty uh, um, twenties, like, his first movie is a twenty nine. Un- yeah, Unchainedly so. was 20, yeah, but still late twenties. Like, late, late and then he uh, made um, his last movie, not Discreet Charm, but the other one, uh, uh, Obscure Object. Yeah, Obscure Object. That's in the seventies. Yeah. So yes. basically, forty you know forty fifty years apart. You know, and yes. he's still making like, and and honestly, like because his early movies are known for being really formally, like, daring, you know? Like, yeah. they were just doing th- stuff film had never done before, that kind of thing. And they kind of are. But then, the way I see Boonwell, his newer movies, to me, are way more like that than even his earlier ones. Like, just the kind of subject matter his later ones go into, the, like, the whole aspect of, like, basically you don't like any of the characters. It's it's kind of funny, but it's also very deep at the same time. Just yes. there's, there's so many things I love about Boonwell. And the story I wanted to bring up, and before I end, because I could go on and on, but... Uh, doing the series right now, right here. Doing yeah. the series. <laughs> uh, what you said about how Cassavetes works with his actors, kind of just yes. wants them to bring uh, the best out of them. Yes. Uh, and just basically not telling them too much. It reminded me of a story that I just listened to recently about Boone Wells. When his first time working with Gene, Mon- uh, Gene Monroe, apparently, yes. like. Wait, what, what did he work with uh, Gene Monroe on? 
I was, I was, is it Exterminate Angel, maybe? I don't think Does he not? Because that's in Mexico. That was made in Mexico. I don't <clears> think maybe it's, uh, in who's in Viridiana? Viridiana? That's not, that's not Gina Row either. I'm almost positive she's in a Gina Row. Either on. way, it's, one, it's some actress. Now you can... So, I'm look, I'll look it up, I'll look it up, I'll try Okay, to look it up, but either way, it, it might not be her. Women all the same on women's... women's okay, but Gina Row has a very specific... Oh, Diary of a Chambermaid, yes, Diary of a Chambermaid. Let's oh, go! Okay, I've I've seen seen go. I've actually yes. seen Oh, look at me worried. Yeah. I knew she wasn't a Boon Wah movie. Oh, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't the that's one, 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 one you made. No, 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 it's Diary of a She's a stink face that I remember, like, That's one of the few... Okay, because the story is about Chai, because I think that's the first time you worked with her, too. Um, maybe the only time, I guess, but... She was worried. Like, so, basically, Boonwell would basically direct most actors he would tell them what to do. Um, at least to some degree. Even though a lot of his actors aren't very emotional and stuff. But with her, he would basically just tell her what like, like uh, what Luke said about Cassavetti. He would basically be like, okay, you go here, you go stand over here, you say your line, that's it. And she thought, yeah. like, she was doing bad because of it one day. And, like, uh, so then, I guess you know how a lot of actors work where they would tell the assistant director and the assistant director has to go tell the director because yeah. they don't want to talk directly and stuff. And so she basically asked, like, why is Boonwell, like, kind of just, you know, does he not like me? Like, why is he not telling me more and more? And basically his response was, I'm working with, you know, I'm working with Jean Moreau. She's teaching me things. And that's why I'm just basically <laughs> yeah. telling her to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know? honestly, And I'm just learning from her. So, like, yeah. basically, that's just the strength of a great director is knowing what your, your talent, you know, who your talent is, too, and playing to their strengths as well. Um, well, I just found out Gene Moreau was in a Simon Long movie, so that's which one? Uh, Visage, Face. This one. Oh yeah, no, I, that's the only one. I, or I think that's the only one. I, I tried to seen, find actually. it somewhere, and I it's couldn't hard, find it anywhere. So uh, yeah, we need to team up and it's, like try and. Get I that. found the DVD, but it's expensive. So. Okay, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, both of you haven't seen it. No, yeah, it has. It has Jean-Pierre. I would have. I'm like, yeah, Jean-Pierre. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's hard to find. Wait, let me see if there's anyone else that's in the movie. That's kind of surprising. Annoying. Natalie Bay, who's in Catch Me If You Can and Day for Night. Okay. Uh, Simon Long's in his own movie. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, but yeah, yeah, that's my pick. What about you, Blake? So mine should be obvious. Well, maybe not obvious, but my criteria is someone I've someone I've I found over the last year, basically. That I feel that I really feel like I need to beat people's heads. Okay, I, already, like, I already know what you're to like doing, literally so. like make them make them watch this person. But it's older cotton girl. Like yeah, she's okay. she's literally she is the like maybe the most criminally criminally underwatched like auteur on that I, that I've seen at least. I mean there might be there there's probably more obviously, but yeah. but I mean like her most popular movie does has like less than three thousand views or like three thousand logs on Letterboxd, which is insanely yeah. low for someone of this talent. Like. Yeah. She's insane. Like all of her movies are insane. She hasn't made a bad movie. I've seen a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> I saw. I said. I said. That's not kind of stupid. But no. But like literally every every single one. Um, she goes from surrealist like director basically to like directing ten hour long documentaries. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and it feels normal basically because of the way she films her surrealist movies. Like, her surrealist movies in some points feel like feel like like. Like anthropological archives, like I said in my Tiger review, basically, mm-hmm. like that's literally what Tiger is, but that's what Joan of Arc of Mongolia is too. It's just got this weird surrealist, surrealist element too in it. It's, it's like she is just such an interesting director that more people need to try find. And if they're easier to yeah. exactly, they they are kind of hard to watch, but the, that but that's why that's yeah. why I feel like I need to beat people over the head saying yeah, like you should find these movies because they're worth it. Okay, like so, for sure. Is there like a distinct way she uses the camera or like yes. She has a very, she has a very, she has a very lingering camera. Like she lets okay. it, she lets it hang on a scene and just lets the scene play out. 
Just lets yeah. she lets her she lets the characters and actors do whatever the fuck they want basically. And Joan of Arc and Mongolia is my favorite one because it combines actors and like what she does basically in Taiga and and um, her Alaskan her Alaskan a uh, twelve hour long documentary like just basically hanging on real people and letting them perform basically. That's what she does in Joan of Arc of Mongolia, but she also has actors that she brought with her along on this one basically. It's it's so good. Like her movies are so good, man. Like yeah, you definitely saw. Like it's just hard to watch. Yes, I, I got yeah, They were on criteria. Oh, the problem. Me, this, is the, this is the problem. They were on Criterion, and then they all left the exact same month. So I mean, like. Yeah, we they need to be more available. They do need like, to be more available. Yeah, like, see, that's another thing that makes me nervous about watching like movies that are leaving Criterion. Because like, what if I love it? What if I love the movie? <laughs> what if I, love it? <laughs> I never yeah. get to watch it again. Like. like no, I've experienced that. I'm glad Luke found Taiga at least because I, I found Taiga, but... I found uh, John Mongolia, Barker, Mongolia, but I there's, I can't. There's no there's, download. Like yeah, the cedars aren't there right now. It says there's one cedar. I'm downloading off Pirate Bay by the way, which is like sketchy as hell. But like it, there's like it says there's one cedar and then like it won't download. So there are sketchier websites than Pirate Bay. So. Okay, I, I the ones I've discovered, but okay. Yeah, okay, so our last pick. Well, not last pick, because we still have the the surprise categories that we're all going to tell each other, but uh, basically just overall movie, uh, best picture, basically. But So, Danny, what are you going to... I thought it was you. I went first. Damn, okay. 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 All right, so my pick is... um, What's your criteria, like... Uh, honestly, just movie I've been thinking about the most kind of recently. That's actually my criteria as well. You'll see uh, why I pick it. Um... Brisson's Largent. You're thinking about the movie all the time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It it makes sense. I've seen it a lot. I especially watched it a lot last year. Um, And it's kind of just a movie I just... It has everything I love in it. Like, how the movie just... Like, it just starts so simply just from a person stealing... uh, Basically stealing money. Yes. Uh, And kind of just from that one basis, building the whole movie based on it. And it feels like... Every it literally feels like every action just like creates a new action basically throughout the yes, movie. Okay. Um, but it's it's a movie. It's hard to talk about. It just kind of just it makes me think about everything I love about Brisson in that movie. Like yes. I love all the sounds. I love all the colors. Um, the house like, scene. The house. Yes, the, the scene. House, the house, yeah, yeah, I still think about that scene. Like, have you seen it? Like? Oh, uh, the, no. the way the way the he uses the the lamp. No, yes. In that scene, oh my. Yes. And then like the guy. No, and uh, kind of just because I mentioned earlier about the there's a thousand possibilities quote. Yes. The, the ending of this movie makes you think about that in just a whole different way. It, it basically, it makes he makes you think about that quote in all the possible ways, not just because that could sound like a corny quote, right? It could be like, there's a thousand possibilities, and you know everything's positive or everything's happy at the end. But he makes you think about it, you know, not only positive but negative, yes. you know, good, bad, like the whole world. Basically, the whole basically it feels like the whole world's in that yeah, movie. The, 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 yeah. There's still thousand possibilities quote specifically. <clears throat> One of those, uh, some of those possibilities are him leaving him, basically. Yes, kind of like the negative yes, part of it. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly, but, yeah. or that, or him, the character forgetting that. That's yeah, kind of what that movie's okay. about, you know, him losing that hope. You yes. know, um, but yeah, Larson, or in the English, just it's just called money. money. So, yeah. Um, yeah, money. For song, good director. All right, mine is uh, mine. My criteria was basically Danny's. Just like this movie, ever since I've watched it, has literally been on my mind every week, and it's. Chris Marker's Lairs from Siberia. Oh, um, damn. It's, it, there's a lot of Marker movies that are on my mind literally every week, but this one, it's not, I don't want to say it's the first movie that ever made me think of like, you're like, 
what's what the movie's saying might not actually be real or like what the movie's saying can change like what like you're like like it's not like it like literally it doesn't it's not technically real like they can make their own truth basically like it's not the first movie that ever did that to me but it's the like that ever made me like realize that but it's the one that made me like actually realize just how insidious some like especially now how like some things have gotten because marker's doing this in a way to show like yes this stuff is going to happen in the future basically like like we're like we're going to have people like show something like this in a great way and then like someone can come in and show something the exact way and make it completely negative like stuff like that and but it's also just like it's literally like what he does in Sans Soleil too. Like it's just a travel log, yeah. also, which yeah. just makes it, it even aspects. even better. It, ha- it has both as- aspects. Great, great. But it also has a reindeer commercial. It also so, has a reindeer oh, commercial. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like it's got so many stuff in it. Like, it's got so much stuff so in it. Much, but yeah. it's it's literally just something I think about all the time now, just because that of that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that idea. That one scene too. Yes, like yeah. that one scene is the scene I think about all the time, along yeah. with the reindeer scene, obviously. Oh, but and it was before I watched Vertov, obviously, because Vertov makes you think about that does, in yeah. a very specific way because he's doing it on purpose. Maybe what the movie camera's about that, He's yeah. doing it on purpose, too, which I love. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Marker's doing it on purpose also. Yeah. So it's, that's one reason why I've actually kind of flipped my... Not flipped my opinion on Godard because he still is annoying sometimes. But, but I do, yeah, I do like... He's making, he's making you more self-aware of, like, what you're watching on yes, screen. Like, exactly, it's, yes. like, why is he putting that on screen? Making you think about what you're watching. Yes. Just, you know, just... You know, yeah. experience it kind of just blindly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, re- I rewatched uh, Sans Soleil, and it's really, uh, I've loved it a lot more, and I still haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah, like, dude. Each day. No, Sans Soleil, I also had Level 5 on here, because Level 5 is another one that I just think about basically every week, too. Yeah. It's another marker movie. What did you watch that on? Because I was trying to download that the other week, and I couldn't. I think I have it. So. Yeah, I think okay. I, I, think I, I watched it because Dan gave it to me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, give me your hard drive. <laughs> your hard drive. I'll give you time. <laughs> no, it's on a, it, when the, that channel with a bunch of his movies were on Tubi weren't they a bunch on Tubi no, one's on Tubi that's for sure well, what did you watch a bunch of them Tubi. on though? there was some cause you were watching a bunch of them on some streaming channel I don't remember which one you had I mean movie had, maybe it was movie that I watched all five on I can't remember I think it was movie actually wait no it was the one where it's like the white logo with like a cross or something or like a X uh, it was some, I, I remember actually now it wasn't cross. movie it was like some like random ass one like, random ass one arrow maybe no it wasn't arrow, arrow. I, I, no, I, I hadn't heard of it that's the thing I don't know I, I well, okay. who cares we don't know we don't know we don't know watch level 5 though it's also but I think I have it basically I think I have it basically I think I have it good for me but yeah we're doing our surprise one. Oh no I still have the same oh yeah 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 so yeah, my criteria was just a movie that I've watched in the past in recent times that have uh, that has really like first watch has like blown me away like no other movie. Uh, well, the other uh, another movie that's really in the money was Nashville recently that I watched. Mm-hmm. The, I've already talked about it, but um, uh, this movie is The Leopard, directed by Luciano oh, Visconti. Visconti okay. uh, the Leopard is, I mean, first and foremost, a lot when a lot of people talk about this movie, they they mention. Like the spectacle of it, the scale of it, which it's a large part. It's a large part of why the movie's so good. Visconti, he's amazing at creating these like lavish sets where it's like beautiful to look at, beautiful to be in. Like you're, you love to be in his world, basically. Mm-hmm. And then like the leopard also is just like beautiful as hell because it's it's very like there's not a lot of like story in it in a way. Like it's very much about uh, a noble family. Uh, the head of it is he, he has a son played by Elaine Elon like. Uh, he's taking care of his family, but he's like he's having to come to the realization that he is being he can't uh, 
that he's his power is his reign of power is coming to an end basically due to the uh italian reunification uh thing i'm not expert on italian history <laughs> to be honest but uh but basically uh, watching it just to get yes. family but a lot of it's like a lot of what visconti's doing is he's, he's taking his camera from far away he's just observing everything like he, like in like transitions between each scene like he's a scene where he's, he, his movie his, his camera is very like kind of watching like a battle going on like a street battle going on mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of soldiers it's like this uh, the spectacle of it and um and then uh with all this like the it's a lot about that and then the movie ends with a 45 minute ballroom sequence damn which okay. is like peak cinema honestly <laughs> like it's so good and uh basically you're you're kind of you're watching the ballroom sequence go along and then you see the prince or the yeah the the head of the Noble family, basically. I should not spoil this for, yeah, more so for you guys. Yeah, 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 but no, I definitely watched it though. Also, Nina Rota scores it, and it's one of my favorite scores now. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, amazing, but uh, yeah, I think I downloaded this one from you. So. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we need to watch it. Well, we're, we might do a series on. I there's like a million. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. Yes, it's stressful. I have time to think about. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh yeah, you do. You do. But okay. But yeah, we should do our surprise one now. So okay. So Blake. I think Blake's yeah, first. Yeah, it's me yeah. first. So the way we're going to do this is just give us 10 seconds. So, yeah. So this you, is just a yeah. surprise category, but, like, just a question that we want to come and up with to ask them. Yeah, and to and ask how, the, we don't know the answer to the question. And the thing yeah. is, you ask us us, and we answer it first, and then you give your answer to Yeah, okay. Yeah. But like, Unless have, you guys need time, then I can give yeah, my first Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Because you might need a little bit of time with this one, because I, 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 I really like this question, honestly. Okay, but, let me look at my top 100 real quick. I, I need to be okay, ready okay, for this. Okay, I like Well, this one's about newer movies, actually. It's What is an up-and-coming director you were actually excited for okay okay actually i know okay okay, okay. oh there right, you go for, okay you go i i have like two i i'll, I'll say two i'll say two uh and i'm probably gonna forget some that i like also really excited but these two have like been on my mind recently uh first one uh more popular pick safety the safety brothers obviously okay. like uh i've been thinking about rewatching uncut gems yeah. recently a lot oh yeah no, uh, i need to i need to rewatch that also i rewatched uh, the last 40 minutes with uh, my roommate like, like oh, a really? while ago but okay. and it was amazing yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh basically like i just love how i, I talked i briefly mentioned when i was talking about cassavetes the way they uh the way they film like uh chaos and anxiety but like also just like very uh uh very they're like realist but like they're not too realist they're like Re- control chaos within realism in yeah and I, I just love their concepts and how they how they shoot movies and their philosophy towards them uh but yeah safety bows i'm really excited about also, also i'm glad they're doing another movie i'm saying like that should be really good no yeah that should be really but good, sure. uh um and then the other one i'm excited about is Coconata. oh uh, for sure yeah, yeah so uh i love both of his movies that's come out columbus and uh after Yang, and it's I just learned recently he's directing two Star Wars episodes for oh, a TV show. Okay. So please, Koganata, don't leave us. Okay, don't no, leave don't. us. Next time. Oh <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. There's like a there's a huge talent gap there. Oh sadly. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, Tiger was pretty movie. great. Have you, have you seen any of his movies? No, I okay, so. you have Alright. But uh, I I just love how like slow and intoxicating his movies are. He he can tell he takes a lot from like Ozu, Kiristami. Brisson, because uh, okay. he, he is like a historian. Like a, he's before he made movies, he made like video essays about filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Like his hands of yeah, Brisson yeah, video yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and he, you can tell he's just a student of film history, and he he you can see that in his films. And on his side and sound ballot, he put three Ozus on his movie on his okay, ballot. Yeah, you know, okay, so okay, okay. you gotta respect that. But yeah, I, I love Coconut. I love his approach to filmmaking. 
but yes. those, those are the two that I like most. Uh, I'm most excited about. I know I gave awesome. you quite a bit of time to. No, I mean you did, and this is the thing. I'm not as good with your movies. Like that's why, I especially ask like also. with international, which we talk about mostly international movies. <laughs> Um, I'm really bad with like newer movies. With really? Like, yeah. Who I do too. I know? Like, yeah, like that's I too. like I, I couldn't think of too many. I need to watch like Hamaguchi though. Like, just where's that the call? Oh, Hamaguchi. New and up and coming. Where's the Hamaguchi? I say I've only seen Drive My Car. Yeah, though, me too. So. I need to watch more. But uh, but okay. So I guess but the one that did come to my mind first, and he's obviously a big name director, is Jordan Peele. Because he's only made three movies. And like, like. One of the ways I judge a movie is like how much do the images still stick in my mind, like even watching, uh, you know, even if it's been a while. Yeah. And Nope is still stuck in my mind, like a lot of it. Has. Nope's like, amazing. Like, uh, yeah. And I just like how you can, like, he didn't set, like, you could tell, you could see a director making something like Nope, and then be like, okay, I'm gonna stick to this kind of formula or something. But he's still trying new things, basically yes. every movie. Like, yeah. You would not guess that Nope, like Nope and uh, Get Out have a lot of similarities, like kind of with the characters maybe, but just the, in terms of the ideas and stuff, they're very different. You know, yes. they're like, they just totally look totally different, you know, like, oh, for sure, uh, yeah. you know, the fact that Hoyt Fight Hoinoa wanted, you know, was one to, willing to work with them and shoot an IMAX yes. and everything. And they, like, I heard that they, they, all the night scenes are, are day for night, too. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. I heard damn. that after I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. Know, that's curious. Damn. So, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, no, just Jordan Peele. Like, I just, I just think no, he's always going to have, have interesting, fair. you know, big film ideas. Yeah. And so I, I, I think Nope's one of the best movies that came out last year. And people I mean, me too. Yeah. Enough. Like, no, definitely not. Yeah. And I don't even love it as much as you guys do. Oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, I like it more. Okay. I'm like, I like it more. I think I'd like it more if I watched it too again. But yeah, no. So the reason I asked this question is because I I specifically had two directors on my mind, and one of them was Jessica Bashir. She's oh, I should have actually looked up where she's from, but she did the she did this uh, movie called Faya Dai, Faya Dai, F A Y A D A Y I. Wait, 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 um, say, 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 how do you spell that again? Say, I wasn't ready. F A Y A D A Y I. Jessica Bashir. Yeah, yeah Jessica Bashir. Oh no, I have a, um, okay. She like Fayadai is amazing. It's it, it's basically a documentary about. Yeah, she's it's it's she she is from Harar or no she's from. No, yeah, Harar. That's okay. I just want to make sure that wasn't the drug she was actually talking about in this because it's it's basically it, it's just like basically a history of this place of like her hometown and it's filmed amazingly and um i've watched one other short that she's done and it's called high rod and it's about another it's it's very much she's very much a director kind of talking about like the past and thinking about the history of a place and like how that affects the people in it basically and that's why i love fei so much and that's honestly like why Harat like this movie it's leaving criterion this month Harat. it's just like a seven minute short it's about like this guy that goes out to the, like uh, basically to the edges of the, the edges of this, of this city every uh, every night and feeds hyenas mm-hmm. and it's showing like the uh, connection between like man and like wild nature and like how that can like actually happen over like time. I don't know. It's it's she's she's very she's a very interesting director and I'm very excited to see what else she does because she's she's very new. Like Fiedai is her first like actual movie, um, but the second one is Sky Hapinka also. He's He's a Native American from, I'm pretty sure, Oregon. But all of his shorts I watched left me thinking, like, holy fucking shit. This guy, this guy is very talented. He's using his talents right now making shorts. And he's making them in a very interesting way. Because, like, some of his shorts are specifically made to be, to be like, watched on a phone. And to be watched using earbuds, specifically. 
because I'm thinking of this one movie. I can't remember exactly which movie it is right now, but it's like there's a song playing on one side of your ear while someone's talking on the other side, and slowly, like the distortions happen and they come together, and then they switch ears. Damn. Like as you're listening on a, on a headphones, and like I lo- I watch movies like especially shorts on my lunch break sometimes, and so I wouldn't have known this if I wasn't doing that. Like watching on my phone, basically, with earbuds in. But this is something that directors nowadays are thinking about. You know, like, a lot of people nowadays watch movies on their phone. Yeah. A lot of people nowadays watch watch movies with earbuds. And so, like, it's just awesome seeing directors that are actually, like, thinking about stuff like that. And thinking about how to make their movies for audiences that are actually watching movies like that. And to try to make them, like, basically um, give them content that's worthy of yeah, like yeah. the big screen, but for a small screen, because yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of what Sky Hapinka is doing. Also, so that's the reason why I wanted to ask that question because I really had like those two people on my mind that I wanted to get out there too. But damn, yeah, those aren't Criterion, right? How did you not watch anymore. They, they are. are they were on Criterion, but them. yeah, they aren't anymore. They might be on there again, but who knows? Well, no, uh, the the animal ones on Criterion still. Okay. Yeah, it's still on Criterion, but. Which one? The, this one? Oh, yeah. No, that one's leaving this month. Um, oh, this month. Fayadai might be on Criterion still. It's I'm not. not sure. Oh, it's, it's not. not okay, like, damn. But, yeah. No, that was one that I just watched. I watched that one before it was leaving Criterion because I was interested in And she, she blew me away. Like, Jessica Bashir blew me away, so. Okay. Well, um. All right, Luke. What's your question? So, speaking of man's relation with uh, animals, uh, my question is your favorite use of a real life animal in a movie? Ooh. Damn. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. I know mine. Okay. At least one of mine. Okay, actually, I do know yours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's one? All Star Bazaar. No. Oh, was it not? The, the elephant from India. No, no. Oh, dang. Okay. It's a it's it's a movie that's inspired by Al uh, Sar Balthazar, um, called Donkey in a Brahmin Village. Oh, okay. Uh, the, oh, okay. The, it's a movie. It's a director from India, the state Kerala, but it's made in uh, the movie's made in Tamil Nadu, and it's about basically kind of just. So the movie starts with this professor, and all of a sudden, uh, he comes home, and a donkey just kind of wanders into his house, and he's like, I can't take up the care of this donkey, I'm going to go take him back to my village. And so basically, he takes the donkey back to his village, and the movie's kind of like, it's a very documentary aspect, because outside of the professor, all the other people in the village are just uh, um, non-actors. Yes. So you're kind of just seeing, like, a village, but the movie's about, basically, like, it's kind of got Balthazar themes of just this kind of donkey that's persecuted for no reason, but okay. it's kind of an excuse to show you all these different types of people in the village okay. through this donkey, and how, like, basically, you know... That's, that's, uh, also, also kind of does that, too. It's like he's showing peop- the people suffering exactly, through the donkey. Exactly, yes, it's, yes. Uh, um, and it's kind of... But it's also... It has its own themes, though, about kind of just, like, uh, kind of how, like... Uh, tribalistic religions can get and stuff like that just very quickly and even blame a donkey for it you know if you want yes. if they you know if it gets bad enough and stuff and like uh, and basically how you know people can blame their suffering even on just things that it's obviously not just because they're suffering in the first place like it makes you think about a lot of questions but really I just love the whole documentary aspect the donkey's amazing in it and okay. so uh, do you like it better than Azar Balazar or uh, just the donkey's like funnier in this one that's the thing okay. too. Yeah. A lot of funny, he was, he's a, a, a depressing guy. You know? Yeah, he is. Like, and he's he's more he's downer. Though. He's real downer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this one's really funny. There's a lot of funny scenes too. Like, um, where like they're blaming stuff for the on the donkey that it clearly couldn't be in the donkey and stuff like that. But <laughs> but it makes sense in the movie. But it's it's just a great watch. It's on YouTube too. So honestly, well, the, the, the best donkey movie though is Donkey Skin. We all we all know. That. We no, all know no, this. No, exactly. it's not. It's not no. 
I, I love Valsar. Yeah. But those other, those would be my other picks. The ones you said. Those would be yeah. Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey Kong. Your pick, not the ones you mentioned for me earlier. So what is your pick? Cause I don't you're you're steal... gonna pick the monkey from Canada. No, right? oh. no, no, no. I was okay. Okay, no. I, I was gonna pick uh, the cat in Private Life of Cat. Okay, no. Or, yeah, I wasn't all of them, that. honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like uh, we were talking about this before, and I just have to do it to like kind of rub it in Danny's face. No, no, but, I love the cat. <laughs> no, like like the way it's honestly the way that my Darren makes the cat literally. I mean, like cats are. They aren't people, obviously, but they do have their own lives. I mean, like, oh, like all of our pets have their own lives, and it's just very hard to actually film a pet like this, or to film like any living animal like this, and make it an actual movie that makes sense, basically. Like, like you see this cat literally giving birth for the first five minutes of the movie, basically, and then after that, she's just raising her family for the last fifteen minutes. It's amazing, like yeah, it's cinema, right? It's literally yeah, cinema, man. Like, yeah, it is. It's, 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 I don't know. You're acting. You no, all I'm saying is that my Darren, she's no, like she's a you know a formalistic master. Like it's just and this is one. <laughs> I mean, of her, yeah, yeah. And this yeah, is one of her like. Uh, Stop. Uh-huh. It's just a fun movie. It's a great movie. It's a great animal movie too. Danny's just using fun as a derogatory term. Plus, there are more than one cat. He said one animal. And I'm, cho- I'm choosing the mother. It's, it's I'm choosing two, the mother. Okay, I'm choosing right, the mother because right. she's the best one. But it's really the dad really is bad. also pretty funny. One of the it is a family of cats. It's exactly. That's what we said in a way. But you'll see. Which, okay. Uh, so I, I kind of have three in mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna name two like okay. just briefly. You have a pick though. Pick. Yeah. So the ones I was thinking of doing was the monkey from the cameraman and the cat from the long goodbye. Okay. But my the my pick is a movie I watched this week. Hatari, directed by Howard Hawks. And specifically, he uses three baby elephants in that movie. Oh. That kind of just... Okay, there's also a cheetah that's, like, roaming around their house, like, as, like, a pet. That's, like, really cute as well. But the way he uses these three baby elephants, and basically, the thing is, they, they follow this female photographer that, uh, around the whole movie, that's kind of the joke of him. Yeah. And the way they, uh, the way they, there's, like, she takes them to the watering hole, and they're all following her. They always, like, only want to follow her. And then when she, like, in the point at the end of the movie... When they have to f- locate this photographer in the town, uh, they use it. They they find they try to find her using the baby elephants, basically. And it's it's the, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Atari, Atari, by the way, is, it's one me. of the best hangout movies I've ever seen. It's so good. Like, uh, I love that poster too, dude. It's so it, it, it's like it's it's like two hours and thirty five minutes, and you're like you want it to be like damn, you want you want it to be like three. Dude, it's it you'll you'll see when you watch it. Like you want it to be longer, honestly. Like it's one of those movies, but. Um, and I mentioned the poster because my question is, what's a movie you can't think about without thinking about the poster? Okay, Ooh. that's. And I'll say my pick if it, if it, you guys are thinking about if it if you guys have to look over it real quick, but because my pick is also the movie I picked for best my best picture or at least my you know the picture the movie I just picked Largent, uh, and it has a few. But if you go on my if you go on Letterbox and look at the at least one of the major ones, or the, actually the the one they have originally if you don't have Patron is the one, the Criterion one. But the one I really love is, like, the older version, uh, where it has two people holding... Uh, they're basically holding yes. the same dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, for in my, sure. Yeah, in, my, yeah. in my house. In my apartment. But um, it just kind of just... It has the theme of the movie right there. Yes. Two people grabbing the money, and basically, like... But the movie's also about kind of just this transaction that money... I mean, the Criterion one does that really well. Yeah, it does that, that as well, too. They both do. But this one, I love the grabbing aspect. Okay, of the thing. grabbing, okay. You know, kind of the most, like, really grabbing on it. And there's, like, little blood coming down from it, too, so. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. No, but, yeah. But what about you guys? What are your, what are your picks? Mm-hmm. Which one first? Blake, do you have it? 
Uh, you can I, go I'll first. go first. I'll go first. Go first. Go first. Go first. Um, so this one, I, there's there's really two. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these things I have two. Uh, I'll, I'll, F for Fake was one of them because yeah. the oh, poster okay. with Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, like amazing. Yes. Uh, but my actual pick is Close Up, the Criterion poster for Close Up. This one. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, he hasn't seen it. So you oh, should, what? Yeah. Blake? You do this every time. We Blake hasn't seen it. Oh, I didn't even. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. Blake's like, whatever Queer Zombies he's watched is insane, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've, I've watched 10. I've watched 10. I've watched my friend's house. I'm like, well, I've watched Love. Like, like, okay, I've watched a lot of his shorts, yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> yo, you gotta watch Queer Zombies. Like, uh, but, uh, okay. Uh, if you look at the Cry Team poster, it just. Once you watch the movie, yeah, it, it, it's like, it, it, just watch, there, watch the movie. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my explanation. Yeah, the movie. The movie. It's the movie. It's, like, it's, oh it's a great God. poster. It's like, and it's. it's, it's I mean, it just reminds me of. That's kind of what I was going for. Like, what's like a poster or just an image that makes you think of the whole movie? Yeah, because in a way, yeah, like uh, it's it deals with like him basically a person, a director. He's in front of the camera, basically, yes, like, yes. and that's kind of what. That's what a good poster implying. should do, right? Like, yeah, and it shows the flowers too. Yes. So I. The ending is like I. I just think about the ending. I'm like, oh my god. Why you be Blake? I mean, this is honestly a hard one, just because there are so many. There's so many. There's too many. I mean, just pick there one. is like, too many. Um, oh, shit, you're gonna make me choose. Okay. Also, um, record is another one. The criteria for yes, um, yes, yes. I just found the perfect one. It's the wayward cloud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I mean, Leon. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, you'll understand. Well, I mean, you can probably understand just by looking at the poster, but this one specifically. Okay, yes, but, watermelon. Yes, it's a uh, wow. I, I honestly don't think about the movie without thinking about the poster first, just because of how insane the poster that's is. That's what I was going for, yeah. But, yes, like, that's... I mean, well, first off, The Wayward Cloud's amazing. We'll, do, we'll obviously do a Simon Leong. Luke both yes, I love him. We'll do a Simon yes. Leong uh, yes. or episodes here. Honestly, best, best, best living director right now. It probably, he's definitely my favorite living director right, right now. Best living director. No, no, no. He's no, my no, favorite. No, no, right no, now. I mean, what, are you saying we're still calling for you? Oh, we're still I have to think about that. I mean, Scorsese's still alive. Oh yeah, where's Seth Call also has Seth Uncle Boon Me, which I can't think of without yes. thinking of the poster either. Okay. Yes, 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 but yes, um, yes, yes, yes. but I'll choose. I'll stick with the Wayward Cloud yeah, because yeah. like no, I can see why. <laughs> well, you once you, once that. you watch the movie, especially, you'll <laughs> see exactly what scene. The, the first scene in the movie is basically what happens on this poster. Okay, and it's <laughs> it's the most ridiculous scene you might have it ever. It looks like the most movie. ridiculous scene I've ever seen. It's fantastic. So. Um, but yeah, that's my choice. Right. Had to get Simon Leon here eventually, right. you know. Yes, sir. I talk about him all the time. But... We we do honestly. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, honestly, the fact that we haven't done honestly yet, the poster for Goodbye Dragon Inn. Hey, yeah, 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 honestly, yeah, amazing yeah. poster. No, there's yeah. a lot for this for. I'm just like, you yeah, know, yeah. like there's just some movies. That's like, even great. when someone mentions the name, you think of the poster. Yeah, great, great. But yeah, that was a fun episode. Yes, sure. Good check oh, yeah. Maybe we'll return to this sometime with Ooh, different so categories or similar ones. But like, you know, it's a thing to like basically kind of document where we're at right yeah, now. Yeah, just kind of go yeah. back and look what are you watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's next week, yeah. Blake? And next week we are coming back to another Miyazaki double feature, like we like we left off of last time. We're doing Ponyo by uh, Hayao, and then we're doing From Up on Poppy Hill by Goro. So, until next week, we'll see you flowing through the clouds.